Welcome, Guardians, to the Dead Lorecast. I'm Manon Pig, and with us this week, we will have both of our hosts, but Purple Chimera will be joining us a little bit later. So, Mythos Mike, how are you? I'm doing just peachy fine. I couldn't be back after another week absence due to my <laughs> schedule, so it's good to, good to be back recording again. Yeah, it's good to have you back. As well as our special guest, uh, Grant Beard. Grant, how are you? And before we begin, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you in the community? I'm doing great. Thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, it was definitely kind of out of the blue when you said, hey, you want to be on here? I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay, sure, why not? Um, but my other handle, as you guys uh, may or may not know, is Beard Grizzly. Uh, you guys can find me at youtube.com backslash C backslash Beard Grizzly. You can also find me on Twitch under the same handle, and you can also find me on Twitter under the same handle. Just trying to keep everything the same exact thing for you guys. Easy to find me. Uh, but I do lore, I do weapon comparisons, and I do a lot of other stuff uh, on YouTube, uh, and I stream once in a blue moon. Awesome. Well, this week we'll be talking about the best faction of them all, Dead Orbit. So let's move on to our weekly highlight. Weekly highlights vary with each episode. They include community stories, fan fiction, gear and weapon text, grimoire, general hype, etc., this week's weekly highlight is some of the reasons that people align with Dead Orbit. So, uh, Mike, why don't you read the first one? Sure. So this is from Ringer's Checkmate. Uh, they say, Dead Orbit, to me, is a fighting cause to get over the dreaded past. We've lost too much here, and at this rate, we'll lose everything if we just stand here and take it. Awesome. And Silver Slasher says, Our planet is an infestation, an ulcer that can't be healed. We are to take to the stars and find a new planet among the vast universe. I believe that if we continue to stay here, we will perish. If we travel, we could rebuild. I won't deny it will be difficult, but our light will touch another vastness of the dark universe and the traveler will follow. Now, uh, Grant, we, we brought you on here because Dead Orbit is, uh, is your faction, is that right? Uh, it is my faction that I would personally align with, uh, though I personally do do more stuff with FWC in the game, <clears throat> but... <laughs> In in personal uh, notes, yes, it would be Dead Orbit. Yeah. So uh, what do they mean to you? What, what, why do you align with them? Well, Dead Orbit's overall uh, grand scheme of things kind of uh, relies back to, to how it was for me as more of a kid uh, growing up. Uh, so, for instance, my father had introduced me to, uh, to Star Trek at a very young age. <sighs> and one of the varying things that, of course, uh, every single Star Trek has ever kept is that base idea of exploration. Mm -hmm. uh, we as humanity always look to explore, we always look to understand, uh, and that comes down to science, technology, everything. Uh, but Dead Orbit tries to basically encompass that same exact idea and basically keep it more relevant to a, uh, to a guardian or also to humanity just needing to survive. Uh, with one of their focal points being to build up a fleet that's relative and, and worthwhile for us to keep. Uh, I think that's one of the the best things that you could ask for out of any faction that's looking to keep everybody alive, uh, especially when the Traveler can't do so anymore, or at least for the time being. Mm -hmm. yeah, I completely agree. They, they, uh, they're the ones that speak to me the most as well. I, just, I don't see the point in staying. It's like, we're not, we are not the target. The mm -hmm. traveler is the target. Why would we stay here? Like, I understand it yeah. gave us a lot of things, but I mean, it costs us a lot too. Mm -hmm. And I think it's this time to go. Like, it's given us enough to leave. And I, I feel, 
no remorse in saying I'm sorry, but I'm out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and if I can interject another point, just mm-hmm. to kind of, it, it, would it be okay if I compared them to the other factions real quick? You yeah, guys go mind? right ahead. So, mm. I've been reading through, and I've actually <clears throat> been putting through my own uh, grimoire of the grimoire, if you will, um, up to seventy pages worth of information that uh, I've come to kind of feel is relevant to each card, but. I found that there were uh, two things that you can really pull from each of those factions, uh, the other factions, Future War Cult and New Monarchy, that basically sing to the praises of what Dead Orbit's going on about. They're the only ones that are basically saying, let's move out into the stars. They're the only ones trying to get away from all of this, where the other ones basically try to stay here. Uh, one mm. card, though, that, uh, that speaks to this, the Ghost Fragment for Future War Cult. Uh, towards the end, they say 47 human subjects have been thrown into the device uh, that they use to basically tell the future, tell other time uh, slips and whatnot. Uh, 11 reports of the timeline uh, have seen the darkness prevail. 13 reports say the city has fallen. Now, I could stop right there and simply say that more than half of the people that they've had inside the machine have effectively stated that, no, the darkness is going to end up winning out in most cases. With that information alone, you would think the future war cult would back up the ideas of needing to leave, of needing to not necessarily stay. But they feel that it's more prevalent for us to stay and own our, our human rights as basically being ownership on Earth. Uh, and then with New Monarchy, they understand the simple fact that there is no prevalent uh, power right now and that there is a power struggle amongst all of this prevalent with, uh, with such things as the, the faction wars itself. But the fact that New Monarchy is even able to say we have no one person, no one being that effectively states one way or another that we are in, that they are in power and this is the law of the land that would mean that spreading out to different places amongst uh, the solar system or amongst uh, into the galaxy in general would be better to make sure that uh, equal ideas and equal populations stay equal uh, ways of thought stay together and it makes sure that of course the uh, the life that everybody leads uh, can kind of be their own and different communities can flourish and not one single community can be destroyed by the darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that is a uh, big thing that people just don't really seem to grasp about Dead Orbit. It's not running away. It's it's just you know spreading out humanity. It's not just run and think that you'll always be able to run and never be caught. It's that if you spread out so wide that they will never be able to catch everyone. Like, yes, a lot of us are going to lose. A lot of us are going to die on the way or die at some point. But that's that's what we are. We are, and we'll, we'll really get into it later on, we are yeah. built to die. And mm-hmm. that's inevitable. We understand that. But the our planet, the orbit we are in, is a dead orbit. That That's mm-hmm. what they stand for. So, uh... Let's uh let's just get right into the main topic and uh all about Dead Orbit. Yes. So, <laughs> Dead Orbit is uh my faction of choice. I believe strongly in the ideals of this faction, so I'm very excited to be talking about it this week. Uh the first card is Dead Orbit. The traveler is not our only salvation. Another future lies out among the light of other stars. Dead Orbit's theology has developed from a mere fatalism to an into an obsession with the worlds beyond Earth. Now their focus is on the building of the starfaring fleet, 
cobbled together from the ashes of our past and the spoils of war. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that it sort of explains exactly what they want to do. They don't want to stay here. They just want to leave. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, uh, Mike, why don't, why don't you read the next two since they're short ones? Uh, sure. <clears throat> For Dead Orbit. Another future lies out among the orbit of other stars. Dead Orbit Tenet. The Last Array. Dead Orbit has a pretty simple philosophy. We're all doomed. According to them, getting out of the system is the only way to survive. No surprise they'd want to find a connect with, uh, excuse me, no surprise they'd want to find a way to connect with Rasputin and the Colonial Arrays. Awesome. Now, uh, so that that was from the mission, uh, The Last Array. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Grant, why don't, why don't you take the next one? Sure. Uh, like all factions, Dead Orbit has a representative in the tower. Theirs is a rock Jalal. Uh, Dead Orbit faction rep, it's the uh, card representative of. Jalal is a man driven by the ghost of a dead future. Critics accuse Dead Orbit of nihilistic fatalism, and Jalal would be the first to agree that Earth is lost, this city a fatal trap. The Iraqs have no time for sentiment. Only an alien miracle prevented human extinction during the collapse. Jalal dreams of a diaspora to to come. Humanity ascendant, scattered across the stars, too far flung for any single threat to reach. Jalal's utilitarian practicality drives him to bend laws and break rules in the name of Dead Orbit's great project, when the ultimate goal is human survival, any sacrifice can be justified. You wanna you wanna read the next one as well, since it's uh, yeah. still about a, a Jalal. I guess I just about Jalal. Uh, talk to Arak Jalal, which will be uh, over some form of quest text. Uh, Arak Jalal, dead orbit communications have spiked fifty percent since you joined up. I'm not sure what they're planning, but they filed a number of interesting requests with Zavala's office. Whatever they're looking uh, to do, it's big. Ghost. Now, see, I know, it, I think it starts weird because it says it says Iraq Jalal, and it sounds like they're addressing Iraq uh, or they're addressing Jalal, but it, I think it's actually addressing you. Yeah, I think it's in reference to the fact that it's uh, saying that Iraq Jalal is the guy that's kind of trying to communicate with everybody, or that's the mm-hmm. name that might be popping up all over the place yeah. uh, with those communiques. That's how I read that. Yeah. Now, unless I'm mistaken, actually, uh, each faction has a card like this where it says Executor Hideo or Lakshmi 2, Future War yep. Cult, uh, New Monarchy, blah, blah, blah. So that, that's my interpretation of it. It's just, it's mm-hmm. it's saying, like, this is the faction rep. Yep. Detail is about the faction. No, that's that's exactly right. Actually, uh, going over, like I said, recording the ways that I have been the last few days alone. Uh, no, each each one has its own uh, thing. There's even a outlying factions card that you can read uh, mm-hmm. to to get the base idea. Anyway, yeah. now uh, I just want to say really quick, it's gonna seem like we're actually flying through uh, some of these cards. It's because they're they're really short. The uh, mm-hmm. Dead Orbit doesn't have too much in terms of grimoire cards or really even of quest steps so the the bulk of this will be in their uh their armor as most factions lore is but uh just to get back on track <laughs> jalal is in iraq which is the title for higher ranking dead orbit members and there's more than uh just him ghost fragment dead orbit record 978 eclipse 
4165. Hello? Hello? Are you? Oh, please let it be alive. Wake up, little ghost. Wake up. Just please give some light, or give me some sign that you're listening. All right. I don't need, I don't know you're listening. I know you're listening. Why would you be out here if you weren't here too? It's a miracle. I found you out here on this thing. I didn't know the traveler sent its ghost out this far from home. Poor little lost thing. Please wake up. <clears throat> I am in a rock of dead orbit. I am the last of the crew of the Sophia, and this place is... It doesn't have a name. We called it A113. How long have you been here, little ghost? Why did you come? Listen, we came here on behalf of the fleet. We were scavengers. 61 days ago, a dead orbit scout detected an unknown presence in stationary orbit about Ceres. 133 West. Looked golden age by the signatures. Human, a small station, no prior records. We... I suppose we should have disclosed it to the tower, but we didn't. I didn't. That was my call. We wanted it to... wanted it for ourselves, whatever it was. For the fleet. If we'd told the tower, maybe they might have sent a guardian. Not of our own making instead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Every time I start talking, I get like... A, something in my throat. It makes it hard to speak. So good. <laughs> Doesn't matter now, does it, little one? If I ramble, it's because I haven't slept in seven days. 7.5 days ago, that was when the Sophia dropped into the belt. They saw us at once. We dropped and the alarms went off, and that was the end. That was the end right then. But they let us go on for another 7.5 days, didn't they? The alarms hostile scan detected. An awoken ship had us in its sights, just a couple hundred kilometers away, like it had been waiting for us. It could have wiped us out of space right then, but instead it crippled our engines and our comms, and then for days it played with us, like a cat. We limped halfway round, halfway around the belt, and it was always there. We abandoned the Sophia 1.5 days ago. We jumped for ship A113. I don't know what else to call it. I don't know what it was built for. There are things like keyholes. The rangefinders say they go on for thousands of kilometers. The others went inside and found... Well, some of them are still screaming about the eye. All other voices come back are more terrible. There's salvage here, but it'll never come home. None of it. None of it except maybe you, little ghost. Wake up. Wake up. Go home. Tell them to strike A113 from the records. Tell them to forget the Sophia and the mission and her crew. End record. So this, this is, card is yeah. so loaded; it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of stuff going on in this card. Yeah. Uh, first off is the beginning of the card: record nine seven eight eclipse four one six five. Last week we had our feature war cult podcast episode, and the record number blank number was sort of a, a big thing in the future work hole where they had chasm and in one instance with the extra stranger bridge but this one's called eclipse uh do you have any does anyone have any thoughts on that uh, particularly uh i need to sit down and actually take a look at it but it almost makes me think that it's more like just a, a start date writing if you will mm -hmm. uh there seems to be like a log number 
and that seems to be the last four digits. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the Future War Cult stuff, for instance, the, the single Grimoire card that they have just has a number ranking that goes upwards in sequence. So that makes me think that that's just the sequence number. The Eclipse, the Bridge, the, the other thing makes me think a location of some kind mm. or makes me think that it is... Uh, reprehensible towards a certain division within future war cold or within dead orbit of some kind mm -hmm. uh, but the fact that this is given to a ghost and is given on a ghost fragment and is a log of a ghost almost suggests that it could be something related to the position that the uh the ghost had picked this up mm -hmm. uh the last piece though the frontal uh really kind of goes back i think more towards that start eight uh sequencing mm -hmm. uh as that is the the number previous to to what everything would start out with or is also the main catalog number that they would use uh to otherwise store this information uh for future reference hmm. so yeah that's it <laughs> yeah this is nothing there's like really nothing more to say on that i mm -hmm. i can't i can't say anything more without just repeating what you said pretty much um so. I mean, there's other spots that it comes up otherwise that I'm I'm trying to also relate it to, like Rasputin, of course, has his, uh, and there are well, some others that otherwise show. I mean, he has his own format. This is record yeah. number blank number, and that's the mm -hmm. format that only other than this card, Future Workhole and Exo Stranger, have used. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I don't think we really have enough to say any more than just that. Uh, no. So another important. Um, Thing that I, I see here is uh, the line, listen, we come here on behalf of the fleet. We were scavengers. 61 days ago, a dead orbit scout detected an unknown presence in a stationary orbit about Ceres. Mm -hmm. is, that, is that, am I pronouncing that right? Ceres? Cer Ceres, Ceres, it's, uh, Ceres. it's arguable, dependent where, uh, where you pronounce it from, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, they found it uh, as they say, in stationary orbit about Ceres. Ceres mm -hmm. was destroyed by the Queen uh, before mm -hmm. Twilight Gap. Yep. So that's actually sort of putting a date, well, not a, not necessarily a knowable date, but a, a date within the lore that this happened before Twilight Gap. This happened before the Reef Wars. Mm -hmm. Which I, I think I think that's an uh, an important thing to note. Uh, do you have anything that you'd like to point out from this card? Uh, for myself, when. Uh, I'm I'm more thinking of like uh, position more than anything else. If uh, from what I see now, Cirrus is kind of weird because it can actually sit inside the asteroid belt, but after so many cycles, it can actually be picked up by Neptune and be carried along by its orbit uh, for a time period. Huh. So it's a very weird uh, dwarf uh, dwarf planet. Uh, they call them, which would basically be the same classification as something like Pluto. Uh, but there's uh, Neptune, for instance, can also, speaking of Pluto, Pluto, pick up Pluto and keep it in its orbit for a while, which is what gives it the illusion that it is also a planet sitting at the vast distance that it is uh, in our solar system. Uh, but that being said, if this is the case, I'm wondering where the uh, Awoken ship had come from. And if it did, quote-unquote, hitch a ride on Cirrus before the Reef Wars had happened, 
to you know start something or it's getting some kind of beacon from this uh, stationary target. Uh, we know, of course, that the the large majority of the wreath uh, equipment that was blown up was also mostly Golden Age technology. Mm-hmm. Did some of this end up getting backblown by Cirrus, getting caught, uh, have gotten caught in its gravitational well, as small as it may be, get locked in a small orbit with it, and then carried back to the asteroid belt? It's honestly a very real possibility, mm-hmm. especially with the time period that we have between what the collapse seemed to have happened and so on, if we're to believe something like 400 years. Yeah. Well, uh, so then, other than that, uh, I like I like the fact that they're 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 really addressing uh, how dead orbit is already even before Twilight Gap. The dead orbit is already pretty set up. We came here on behalf of the fleet, and it is a capital F fleet. Like it's it's, it's establishing like they've already got their fleet ready. They can take off whenever they want. They don't need mm-hmm. to still be here, but they are staying. Uh, Essentially, on behalf of the Vanguard, uh, later cards seem to suggest. And then, uh, the the last thing um, I think that I see in this card that's important to uh, note is I don't know what else to call it. I don't know what it was built for. There are things like keyholes. Keyhole is a free is a term used in one other place, and that was in uh, Crota's End. That's actually how we get into Crota's realm. To get into Oryx's realm, we had to become Ascendant and then go properly through the the Hive portal. We don't do that with Crota because we just sneak in through a keyhole, which is sort of just like a gap that lets us bypass that rule, which <laughs> we find at the end of the stills. So to say that there are things like keyholes, rangefinders say they go on for thousands of kilometers, the others went inside and found, well, some of them are still screaming about the eye. It's To me, it's suggesting that there are keyholes on this ship to other mm-hmm. hive, other vex, other whatever uh, universes, little pocket universes, and they've gone into them and they've come out and came out insane. Mm-hmm. Well, and on top of that, what uh, what should be pointed out in a way, mm-hmm. if this uh, if this station is quote unquote thousands of kilometers, that is a pretty massive thing to be sitting right next to Sirius. Oh no, the station isn't but... uh, thousands of kilometers. The keyholes that bring them to a pocket universe. That's what I'm saying. It's impossible for it to be thousands of kilometers of a station. You know, they go even through... even circular, yeah, it would make zero sense. So yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It would just be like the 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 portal showing them into the way or something, right? Yeah. It's 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 like they're measuring the pocket universe, thousands of kilometers <laughs> of pocket universe fitting into this impossible space because mm-hmm. you know it doesn't actually exist there, right? Uh, Mike, are you are you still here with us, or did you step away? Uh, sorry, I muted myself there. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to do you want to read uh, the next uh, two here? Uh, where are we? Uh, meet with dead orbit. Ah, okay, yeah, I can do that. Meet with dead orbit. Dead orbit's up to something. I don't know what they're planning, but their agents are fond of pulling guardians aside, whispering to any who will listen. They want nothing to do with the Traveler, and if it were up to them, nothing to do with the Tower. Lord Shax. 
Um, but uh, Dead Orbit isn't just sneaking around. As uh, Shaq suggests, they also work for the Vanguard. Uh, this is a quote from the last array as well. The, terrest- the terrestrial array was Dead Orbit's hope to reconnect to the lost colonies of our inner system. You succeeded where they failed. Though Rasputin seized control of the array, that only strengthens our resolve to break the old war mine's firewalls and, and enlist its help in the wars to come. We must reach Rasputin and make our case, Commander Zavala. I see. Uh, in in that first one, the meet that orbit, and if it were up to them, nothing to do with the tower. That's that's what I mean by it. It implies that on for some reason they are not being allowed to leave. Mm-hmm. But uh, so talking more about the fleet uh, in this next card, uh, Skyburners, the second fleet will wait no longer. Commencement will begin on their arrival. Cryptarch transmission of Skyburner chatter. Rumors of a yet-to-be-deployed Cabal fleet have long haunted the Vanguard Hall. Hidden efforts unveil the Phobos fleet base's house was what is merely the first wave of a full-scale celestial de- demolition, demolition fleet, codenamed Skyburners. Ghost scans of the ship's reports of a large Scion presence have warlocks anxious to learn their weaponry. That orbit assures the city that the Skyburner fleet poses no immediate threat to the city. So Dead Orbit is essentially this out in orbit, monitoring everything coming in, mm-hmm. which that's that's impressive. Like this, is another reason why Dead Orbit is so much better than Future Warcult and New Monarchy. <laughs> Future Warcult is all secrets and bullshit, and New Monarchy is just secretly trying to overthrow the consensus. What are they actually doing for us? Dead Orbit is not even being allowed to leave. Like, they, they don't want to be here, and we're like, no, 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 <laughs> we need you. They're the most practical and the most uh, forthcoming with information of all the factions. I think yeah. that's the, the biggest thing to be I don't you know, know about pointed how, out about them. But I, I don't know about how forthcoming with of information. We had a card oh. about how they, how they all died because they were not forthcoming with information. <laughs> Of of information so much as their their motivations and their ideals versus yeah. you know what you see with new monarchy or especially with future war cult yeah like we we don't know what their whole purpose is except to just say brace for war and then with new monarchy we don't necessarily know if he's going to be there to completely overthrow the speaker or do something else like he's the the entirety of new monarchy just makes me think of too many different things anyway. But yeah, uh, I I still think that they're the most uh, the most practical in what they try to do for the city with uh, with defense and otherwise. Yeah. Uh, kind of goes back to to looking at Amanda Holiday and the shipwrights because of course they are the important parts of making sure that this fleet is all put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with her understanding of Golden Age technology and her understanding of how these uh, how these ships and uh, vehicles work. Uh, she's also a very important part of all of it. Uh, and that's why they would pretty well have to work together with her. And because she is so close together with Cade and the other Vanguard, uh, I'd say that there would probably be a couple other secrets that they would need to be you know, forthcoming with uh, so that Cade and others wouldn't have to look one way or another trying to second guess everything that's going on with Dead Orbit. It is a little upsetting. When you start looking into it, it seems like nobody likes Dead Orbit because mm-hmm. everybody who is in the tower is there to fight. They're there to stay. And, like, I get it. I get the desire to not want to give up your home 
and not want to leave and wanting to stand your ground and fight because you think it's you think it's like the right thing to do but it's just (laughs) in this case i don't think it is i think it's the dangerous and foolish thing to do and it will end badly yeah i mean look at look at titans uh look at Look at Titans, look at Hunters. Yeah. I think if any of the uh, the classes would be willing to go out and explore or go to different star systems, it would be the Warlocks. Uh, but even then, they have a lot of their uh, terrestrial background to make sure that they don't necessarily want to. Yeah, but they Titans don't, they don't want to leave. They want the Golden Age. They want to study the past. Leaving exactly. leaves that. Exactly. They don't have the ability to research anymore on those same things. And the light is obviously not enough for them to study. Like they have to look at things like Ahamkara. They have to look at other things like uh, like uh, lost treasures like Vault of Glass and all that. Without those, they lose any interest in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Titans and, and Hunters are just like, give me something to shoot instead of something to run away from. You know, they wouldn't be able to do something like... Uh, like what we're getting hints at with Ephrodite and all that. And anyway, that's a whole different tangent. Hmm. <laughs> well, uh, why don't why don't you read the the last Grimoire card, which this really shows just how valuable uh, Dead Orbit is. Sure. Uh, and Dead Orbit will be immensely valuable when a mass evacuation is needed. Kind of reminds me of the collapse. <clears throat> Mystery: The Vault of Glass Three, the Starfield. The stars swing slowly across the ghost's field of view, just darkness and the blazing fury of distant suns as the ghost tumbles through empty space. Hours of this before, with a wash of power, a huge convoy of ships drops into reality from warp. A convoy of guardian craft, hundreds strong. Ships of all sizes and shapes can be seen from venerable craft that all have Uh, that have been salvaged from Golden Age through to city designs to vessels that have yet to emerge from the shipwright's hangars. The ships are battle-scarred. Many are barely space-worthy. As warp warp drives wind down, several seem to lose power and begin to drift. Some of the largest craft bear imagery familiar to frequent visitors to the tower. Dead orbit symbols, the symbol icon of the vanguard, the new monarchy and future war cult as well though fewer examples can be seen other bears others bear symbols uh never seen in the tower to date every single ship from the largest cruiser to the smallest personal craft carries shards of stones remnants of the city and the tower banners too tattered and worn from entering and leaving warp the fleet is only visible for a few breaths less than a minute then with a massive flash of light the fleet jumps on the craft that have lost power are left behind uh, spinning and whirling away with the etheric wake of their powered fellows the ghost spins on and soon enough only stars fill uh, its fill its field of view until the fragments end let's see that this is coming from a ghost that we find in the vault of glass it is uh, the third and final ghost, the first being uh, one that depicts the, uh, I guess it's not necessarily confirmed, but collectively agreed upon, uh, Homeworld of the Fallen before they had uh, the Whirlwind. The mm-hmm. second shows a battle of the Exo versus, I can't remember if it explicitly says the Vex, but the Exo, essentially the Exo War, the reason that the war machines were created. This is the third. 
So it sort of paints the picture that it's moving from a far back point in time and moving forward, and that this is an inevitable future. Do you, do you agree with that? Like this will eventually happen in Destiny? If nothing else, it's a very real possibility of a certain timeline because we're finding it within the Vault of Glass. That's true. Uh, if if nothing else. But is it a very real possibility? Uh, given given circumstances and whatnot, I would say so, though we're, we're starting to find uh, peace and whatnot apparently being spread throughout, uh, as is indicated by something like The Guardian uh, in... Uh, the Rise of Iron Grimoire card. Uh, it states how, of course, the... Uh, I can't remember word for word, and I'd have to just bring it up if I did, but uh, it basically says how we as the Guardian are effectively uh, bringing peace around the solar system, or at least a certain kind of peace that we haven't felt in a very long time. It's at least more ordered than it has been. Um, but yeah, if nothing else, I think if, if this isn't a representation of a different timeline, then I could very well see this happening. Uh, I could very well see this happening from a game standpoint and a mechanic standpoint, because you can't keep us in the same solar system for very long. Mm-hmm. Now, something that a lot of people seem to think is that with Destiny 2, it's almost undeniable that it will be a Cabal expansion. Uh, mm-hmm. Or at the very least, the next expansion, because I don't want to definitely call it Destiny 2, it's unconfirmed, will be a Cabal expansion. And a lot of people are very adamant in saying that it will just start, or at the very least end, with the destruction of the tower. And I think that's way too soon in the game's life to do that. I think it would be the before Destiny 3, the before the like the final, the final uh, tale like maybe two years from now type of deal is Mm -hmm. when, or even the halfway point between those, like one and a half year from now, like uh, just to sort of set the stage for the third expansion, like the third sequel. uh, Mm -hmm. It's too too soon to do that now. And it says right, it says uh, just in the Skyburner card, uh, Dead Orbit assures the city that the Skyburner fleet poses no immediate threat to the city. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, they sent out their... Yes, that was always their plan. Skyburners were going to come in and essentially just destroy all our planets, which does answer the question, if the Cabal have that power, why haven't they just done it? Well, they they have that power. They just haven't brought it in yet. Like, it's right. it's coming. <laughs> They're just mining our resources first. So they'll get to it. Uh, so that's what I think essentially is inevitably going to happen, just it won't be for some time. And a a big uh, marker of that is others bear symbols never seen in the tower to date. Uh, As we will learn on next week, uh, there actually was a different faction. Actually, it was discussed last week. There was a different faction in the tower, Uh, Mm -hmm. the Concordat. They were in the tower. They got kicked out. Future War Cult came in. So (laughs) it only makes sense that other factions have the opportunities to be found in the tower and in my opinion based on the fact that it says uh dead orbit symbols the simple symbol of the icon or the simple icon of the vanguard the new monarchy and future war cult as well though fewer examples can be seen it seems like either both of those or at the very least one of those was removed from the tower it, like those were the ones that were removed like dead orbit could not have been removed it was too powerful 
but maybe there is the new monarchy rising up trying to fight off the consensus saying nope we are taking charge now and then the consensus and the vanguard just said no you're out of the tower now Mm -hmm. and i think it would otherwise come down to others uh bear symbols never seen in the tower to date uh it would also come down to how many how many of those ships otherwise bear those different symbols could dead orbit be the predominant force could uh the Vanguard be also a predominant force with them working hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And then the other three, four, five, six, seven factions, including Dead Orbit or Future War Cult New Monarchy, could otherwise be shown off. You know, why would there be so many different openings or, or patterns or otherwise uh, that would that would flourish, that would be allowed to be uh, in the in the tower, mm. which would kind of be alternative to the thoughts of what the consensus was there to to stop to make sure that there wasn't a a crazy power struggle going on so that would uh that would open up some more questions for me yeah well i i really hope because i hate it when a story does this where they like make this point in time like they set this point in time and they're like this is something that's clearly in the future and Destiny has only done it once. They, they, they've only given this one instance that might not be our definitive future. We might stop this from happening, and I can accept that. But if they keep coming back to this future, if they like keep nagging us about this, and mm-hmm. then they decide to flip it and say that never happened, that's a different timeline or something, like that's infuriating to me. Mm-hmm. And really... I want this to happen on like some level like no I don't actually want the city and tower to be destroyed and everything to be lost but that would that would expand the game it would give us drastically different locations to explore and uh, I, I just I want different places to see and something I thought uh, that was interesting I believe it actually first happened back in the Taken King the uh, directory for our planets, the bottom left or right, whichever side it was on, got updated to say Milky Way Galaxy. Like yeah. it was saying, there's other galaxies. And yes. will we get into that at some point too? But word is not there yet. And maybe I'm just looking into it too much, but I'm hopeful. Well, I'm going to say if we start talking the science behind everything, I figured we were going to get on some of the, this point with this card. Um, but if we do start talking about, you know, travel and whatnot, we've already know that uh, vessels that we have right now, like our, our single craft and whatnot, use NLS travel. NLS, if you're not familiar, stands for near light speed. That would mean that a lot of time to go from, say, if we are leaving the Milky Way, it would take a very long time to go from the Milky Way galaxy to Andromeda. You would not do that in a single lifespan. So something like an immortal guardian could happen. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so that is actually the last of the cards. Uh, we still have uh, the weapons and the armor. Now, for the weapons, the future Warkle had a very uh, simple system where they had a letter and that was essentially their like that's how you could tell it was f to w to c's and the v's and dead orbit has really weird system most of it is uh they sort of have a like meaning behind the words so uh to start things off uh the arma engine doa now 
Uh, this one, I, I did a little bit of looking up for it. Uh, armor, Arma could mean weapon, but to assume it's the acronym for Autoregressive Moving Average, it would it would mean, given a time series of data, XT, the Arma model is a tool for understanding and perhaps predicting future values in the series. Or in other words, predicting when a cataclysmic event can happen. Sort of future war culty sounding, saying like we are going to pinpoint when this is going to happen but i think it's just more being prepared than anything mm-hmm. because obviously if like you said before um there was essentially a mass exodus during the collapse times uh that failed because they were too late they left too late if they left before the collapse officially started they would have been out and safe and good but they left during and that was the wrong time to leave so yep. I think that's that's what this could be uh, speaking to. They, they don't want to wait until it's already happening. They will stay here for the Vanguard to try to build their fleet, but when the time comes, they're leaving. Mm-hmm. Or before the time comes, rather. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, then we have the Bitter Edge 010 and the Broken Truth LR1. Those are just the names I... Uh, do you have anything, any thoughts on these in particular? Like any like deep thoughts other than, oh, the broken truth, the that we shouldn't stay here, bitter edge, more mean. I don't, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say the the fact that most of the dead orbit guys look like drag queens. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, I I don't have much to add on something like that. There's uh, there's nothing there's nothing that like from a card standpoint or from dead orbit standpoint would really uh fling itself at me i don't know if you have any ideas at all mike not really no no okay (laughs) i gotta say these these just seem like fancy fun names to me that's that's all they they just fit the theme of dead orbit he's very fancy fun time he's so uh mike do you just have like a lot of noise going on in the background is that why you keep muting yourself (laughs) like i know you had noise before we started so that that would that would make sense oh i you guys pretty much have this down pats down pat <laughs> so i'm not really adding anything <laughs> <laughs> all right well then uh uh grant why don't why don't you read a couple weapons here we'll just keep it moving sure uh the next lot in the uh in the mixed is the cirrus uh lost bmj 46 uh kind of funny that you gave me that one after i went on my my rant about cirrus uh johan ellert bode uh was actually the guy that had found uh or thought that he had found a new planet and he ended up calling it cirrus uh and it was hovering around jupiter that was in 1746 um no i don't have these notes sitting in front of me or anything no i don't uh, I, <laughs> I, I just wrote that believed to be the missing planet he proposed existed between mars and jupiter I, mm. I, he's just pulling this out of his own fucking brain <laughs> uh cirrus is actually a a planet that's very interesting to me or uh, quote-unquote a planet dwarf planet because of the fact that it was found uh in the middle of of everything it was found in the middle of an asteroid belt uh, and that's kind of the the cool thing that Bungie ended up pulling uh, from finding that why I focused so heavy as I did on that one card mm. uh, with the Sophia, basically because of how 
you know, I- intertwined that planet was to uh, astronomy uh, and a, astronomy and astrology, basically, actually back in in the 17, 1800s. Uh, and then they started cataloging and finding that more of these little guys existed. Uh, so for for Cirrus to be such a, a big deal is, is pretty true. Uh, it was a big deal in astronomy, astrology, and and now in astrophysics, uh, and it is continuing to be even as we go along through time because we're starting to catalog more and more things even out in the uh, the Kuiper Belt, the Oort Cloud, uh, and finding other things which I think we will get to as we go along. So I'm not even going to talk about it just yet, but I have one other very big thing in astronomy to talk about with Dead Orbit. It's another reason I love these guys. Because they they focus so much on the stars, they focus so much on on the thing that I have pretty well dedicated my life to, uh, with, with trying to understand on my own. Uh, but anyway, uh, next uh, would be well, unless um, you guys well, have anything to add. Go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to ask. Uh, do you think the Cirrus? It's called Cirrus Lost because it was considered the missing planet, or do you think it's called Cirrus Lost because of what happened to A one thirteen? I think it's a mix between uh, between two of those in a way, uh, mm. because Cirrus isn't necessarily lost. Well, in the Destiny uh, the, universe, it is. In in Destiny, it is. That's very <laughs> it's true. Gone. It's, it's, it's pretty well done. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's no it's longer gone. there. Yeah, like, it's it's not there. It's it's a good reason to say, like, in my opinion, it's a good reason to be like, that's why we need to leave. Things right. are getting destroyed. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's this this person named the queen that can do it yeah. uh yeah i'm out of here see you guys humanity can do their own thing yeah. uh no that's that's a good point uh i could also see it uh i i immediately thought of the classification of you know what we have have happened uh have had happened with jupiter mm-hmm. uh, left and right because technically jupiter has been classified as a planet and then declassified again and now has been classified as one again because uh, middle school students got pissed off at Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, Do you mean Pluto? Pluto, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I was say. But yeah, it, Pluto as a as a play it was dedicated as a planet and then wasn't, and then so on. But Cirrus falls into the same category. Uh, Pluto as a planet. So for it, it's been a hot debate. Official use of Destiny Lorecast: Pluto as a planet. <laughs> You can continue. I'm just. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not saying anything. Yes, I am. Oh, I don't, I don't know what you're talking normal, about. Normal conversation. Subconscious. Yeah, absolutely. I don't hear anything any of that anywhere at all. Hypnotizing. What's What's Maki Maki? Um. <laughs> so the. <laughs> so the next uh the co- next couple that are in here, Quip, Crypt Dweller SR one, uh, Deadshot Luna SR one. Uh, before we get into the next one, does anybody have anything on those? Just the, I think they just fit the style of Dead Orbit. Yeah, that's just what they were going for. This 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 darker, uh, deeper, or not deeper. Uh, this darker uh, synonym for darker sounding uh, guns. Mm. But yeah, I take, can't think of the word either. Yeah, I know there's another <laughs> word. Yeah. Yeah. For for me, I'm kind of surprised that more warlocks and hunters, at the very least, wouldn't. Uh, if I just take these couple guns uh, to their meaning, uh, wouldn't end up taking more of a, a shine to dead orbit because 
crypts are places that warlocks would like want to go into and would oh. want to scavenge and you would think that they would want to expand their knowledge more outside of just this quadrant and then with deadshot luna the deadshot would just be you know what we've always said has been more like uh like on point like full sniper i know it is a sniper hmm. but it just uh you know hunters and gunplay and whatnot and then they also being treasure hunters deadshot yeah. luna's a scout rifle is oh yeah it is <laughs> either, either way you know precision precision elements yeah uh I, although I am I am a little interested. I hope in in the next expansion in Destiny we actually get to see more of the factions and more of the pull they have. Because as it as it is right now, we just see the rep and a few people hanging out with the rep. But we don't actually see, like you said, you think that there'll be more warlocks, more hunters involved in Dead Orbit. I'd actually like to see like hunters and warlocks at Dead Orbit and Titans and warlocks at New Monarchy and hunters and titans at future war cult you know stuff like that where it's just like that you actually see the type of following that the factions get mm-hmm. like a visual representation of it well and beyond that we also know of course that each of the the classes like there's there's the praxic warlocks there's the mm-hmm. the then and i'm gonna butcher it then and it's not warlocks thanatonite uh, then it's not thank you and a few uh a few others that exist and of course each of them have have different feelings and each of them have different policies and practices that they also go uh all go by yeah so effectively each one of those orders could filter into uh into the different factions and yeah i think it would add a whole different element in in terms of thinking so i don't know i i agree i think that's a huge missed opportunity for them uh, along with also the rank 25 thing also being uh, what is it the uh, rank 25 thing just being to, to get a hold of the bond and that's all she wrote mm-hmm. but. well um, so let's let's uh, keep it moving the uh, next yeah. the next weapon is uh, deviant gravity a now deviant means departing from the usual or accepted standards so uh Departing from the usual gravity, mm-hmm. so leaving this dead orbit. Yep. Little uh, cheeky, cheeky uh, weapon name, and uh, <laughs> Exodus plan SR one. Exodus means a mass departure of people, so you can you can start to see there that they choose these names on purpose. Uh, I don't I don't think that uh, Purple Chimera will actually be getting to join us. Uh, she had to put her pe- her baby to sleep, and it's probably being a little more difficult than she'd planned. And Mike also had to step away. He he's uh, it, it was it was a little hard getting everyone together tonight uh, normally, but we we will be continuing Grant and I, and uh, it'll be a great show. So Grant, where did we leave off before my recording malfunction? Uh, I Ex- think we got to extra solar is where we're stopping at. Yeah, so okay. we're good there. So then, uh, why, don't, why don't you take the next couple? Sure. Uh, extra solar RR four. Uh, extra solar basically means taking place outside the solar system. Uh, the other point of this, there's actually mention of the heliosphere, uh, which would be the range of which the uh, the sun, our our soul sun. Uh, has influence over the stuff within the uh, within the galaxy uh, outside of just our solar system, and there is a a point of that. Uh, the heliopause stuff actually comes to mind of that. 
uh, which I guess we'll get to with the armor. Moving on. Uh, Extremophile 011, uh, a microorganism, especially in Archeon, uh, that lives in conditions of extreme temperature, acidity, alkalinity, or chemical concentration. Now, see, I actually had a point to make about this, mm -hmm. and I forgot it. <laughs> That's the worst. Yeah. Because it just sounds like it's because like I had I was like that's a really weird thing to talk about like with dead orbit like how does that fit and then it like dawned on me and I was like oh my god I got to bring that up but you know mm -hmm. like this in such a rush I I just I didn't decide to write it down mm -hmm. microorganisms especially that lives in condition of extreme temperature I think it was something about I don't know I give up if I if I I I I gotta not do that. I I always like think, like I'll remember to do that, and then I don't. Do you have any thoughts on it? Um. Yes, but I just I just wonder how how in depth I should end up going with it. That's all. I mean, uh, do do what you gotta do. Well, a microorganism that actually exists right now uh, is called the tardigrade. Uh, the tardigrade is oh actually able to. You know where I'm going with this? Yeah. Okay, so the tardigrade is actually able to uh, basically live out in the dead of space uh, and effectively can live without water or anything else for a very long time and can even go ahead and come back into uh, Earth's atmosphere and whatnot and live just fine. Uh, but basically, to me, it's, uh, it's at least talking about an organism. It's at least something uh, telling something that can effectively uh, survive and last uh, past just what we have here on Earth. Uh, that's at least the only thing that I could effectively think of right off the top of my head. Yeah, just I think I think that's what I was gonna go for. It's just saying like we can survive, You'd like not to be afraid. We can survive in harsh conditions, type of thing. <laughs> uh, tardigrades. Uh, what are those? Those what are they called? Water bears. Water bears. That's their other name. Yes. Yeah. They sound adorable. They are, except they're really they're really not adorable. They've got like little suction mouths that kind of look at you and go. They they sound adorable. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. And they look nothing like a bear. Just for just for reference, I, I got so excited when I heard because I I just heard water bears can survive massive amounts of radiation, heat, this and that, right. and can live in space. And I'm thinking like bears that are out in space. Oh my right. god, that's amazing. Right. Like it's just I, like I, Pokemon or some shit. It's I'm gonna not. say I need this. I need this bear hug from this space bear right now. No thanks. Oh. <laughs> so then, uh, <laughs> the next few. Mm -hmm. uh, Final Rest Two, Hide and Seek Forty Two, Hitchhiker FR Four, Hung Jury SR Four. Uh, none of these. I mean, they're just all that type of text that you'd expect. Uh, hitchhiker, you know, they're leaving the galaxy, hide and seek, they're playing hide and seek with the darkness, final rest, we can only die one time, hung jury, I don't have any idea. Just a lot of aesthetic nonsense in a, in a way. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the to the Galaxy, it could yeah. be a little callback to that too. Yeah, it might be, it might be. Uh, then we have the Keystone 01. Keystone, it, now see, uh, there's a couple meanings for keystone, but I, I picked this yeah. one because I think this is the one that really uh, defines this one. A keystone species is a species on which other species in an ecosystem largely depend, such that it were removed the ecosystem 
would change drastically. So we've actually become a keystone species, largely depending on the traveler. Yes. And I think that's why this this is the choice in words for the weapon. It's Dead Orbit's theology that we should not be reliant on the tra- traveler and we should be removed from this traveler infested ecosystem and it would change drastically. Right. So uh, why, don't, why don't you take a couple more? Sure. Uh, last ditch 001, uh, which basically just means it's the last ditch to get off the planet and this this is the time to do it. That's at least what I think of. Yeah. Uh, paleo contact uh, JPK43 the theory that intelligent extraterrestrial being, beings, sometimes called ancient astronauts, visited Earth in the distant past, influencing human culture, technology, or religion. And oh boy, is that a theory and a half. Uh, that has been a, an ongoing thing so far back as just the uh, Egyptian pyramids, for God's sake. And, and then some. What's that? It's, it's also confirmed. Oh, it's also confirmed. Okay, mm-hmm. actually, uh, to to go further with that, did you hear that they actually had found something about down in the South Pole? They apparently found an Egyptian-like pyramid in the South Pole. Not a mountain, not forming. It looks little like literally that it was man-made or structure-made of some kind. For a second, which... I thought that you were going to say that they found like a circle where the ice was melted and then refroze, mm-hmm. and they they pulled out a plant man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and you know, they, they also found Atlantis somewhere around there with uh with stargates that otherwise exist. Oh yeah, we could totally go that far. Yeah. But that, no, they that, actually that is interesting. Yeah, they they actually did find something that seems you know, not recurrative of nature, but it seems like it had a hand that was given to it with something. As and much Lord could only guess. As much as I want to say, like, that is that is very interesting, and that does suggest that, like, you know, maybe there were some form of aliens. Uh, when it comes to the pyramids, and sorry for getting off topic, uh, when it comes to the pyramids, <laughs> I hate when anyone says, look at all these pyramids and all these locations. You're trying to tell me that's just a coincidence? No, it's not a coincidence. It's basic uh, knowledge. That, mm-hmm. Like, it's it shows that we have learned the same thing in different areas triangles are strong yeah i'm gonna say that's mayans aztecs and all that even follow the same principle look at how we end up building our houses and look at how we build our roofs yeah and it's the same principle all the less uh nonetheless the only thing that can be that i know was like a really big theory back in the day and again i'm sorry for being off topic was uh giza basically being uh, 100% related to uh, a spot actually found on Mars. And they basically had the same kind of configuration if you flipped it. Uh, That's interesting. Yeah, there were there were some really interesting things that were cooked up from uh, from images they found with Mars. But uh, no, that's that's where paleo contact is uh, is actually a, a big deal because we we, we, I could get into this this discussion on a political, a religious, or an astronomy-related uh, subject that there is at least some evidence of proof that you could relate it all back to. Uh, there, there are things that could suggest it. Uh, conspiracy theories or otherwise. You know, I, I won't get into it here, but just know that, yeah, it's a big deal. Hmm. Well, uh, why, don't, why don't you read the, the next two there? Or, uh, sure. 
the next three. Yeah. Uh, Patch A, Rude Awakening DOA, and Venation 3. Uh, the arrangement of veins in a leaf. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, what, only, a, yeah. that's what a venation means. Uh, I, I read that. I was like, the only the only thing I can really get from that is like it's saying sort of like we need to spread out. We can't just go. We can't just go in a straight line away from our galaxy. We have to spread out and branch off and just go in every direction and fill the universe. Sort of like right. imagine the leaf as a universe and then look at the veins. Uh, although there are two kinds, there's parallel and uh, the other kind, and we are supposed to be the other kind, which is just like a maple leaf, where it just branches out into every direction and fills the leaf. So right. that's that's what that's what I uh, gathered from that. Mm. I like now, that. Yeah. Uh, now the next one is unto dust zero zero, and unto dust is a line from the Bible. I guess mm-hmm. uh, I I'm not religious whatsoever the opposite uh but so i looked it up and i found it in the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground for out of it wast thou taken for dust thou art and unto dust thou shalt return okay so i had no idea what the hell that was about (laughs) i'm gonna say was that king james because i'm pretty sure that was king james (laughs) is that not from the bible no, it's uh, it, it's completely from the Bible, but with all the different uh, translations, I'm pretty sure that was the King James translation. Because okay. all of that, yeah, that that would confuse anybody. Anyway, so I looked at, I looked up like meanings to it, and I found this huge post. And essentially, I sat there reading it, and it was a waste of time because all I needed was the last sentence. Uh, this is in reference to Lent. Uh, Lent or uh, not Lent, uh, the Wednesday with the... With Ash the, Wednesday? Yeah, with the plants, Ash Wednesday. Uh, that's what Ash... Apparently, that's what Ash... This is all about Ash Wednesday, or Ash Wednesday is about this. Uh, Adam getting kicked out of the Garden of Eden because uh, now he's no longer an immortal being. He's now dust. He will return to dust. Uh, he will... Essentially saying he will die so uh lent is a time to reevaluate our lives yes we are dust now do we spend our lives chasing more dust or are we chasing the one thing that can truly make an eternal difference uh Mm. that's that's what someone said about that and i I think unto dust in the sense of dead orbit is to say we are going to die that is an inevitable fact of life we are not immortal beings even though we have guardians it is inevitable that one day we will die yep. and in so it is pointless to chase after the traveler which will one day die instead mm-hmm. we should chase the universe mm-hmm. and, because uh, that is infinite and never-ending well in theory <laughs> in in theory until you get to multiverse theory and then yes it is infinite hey oh moving oh. on <laughs> in, in theory because if if uh if the darkness wins the universe will be eaten up right uh so then the unwilling soul oh nine no idea worlds to come pretty self-explanatory Zero yeah one now that's all the weapons hooray uh so let's let's, <laughs> let's uh move on into the armor now the armor uh we're gonna go through it's just the armor not the class items uh so why don't you read 
the Exodus Sojourn set. Sojourn? Okay. Sojourn. Sojourn. Yeah, you got it. Exodus Sojourn cover. Uh, travel the wilderness and master it. This is our salvation. Uh, the grips. We must take our own safety without the city. Uh, we must make our own safety without the city. My apologies. Uh, the vest. Humanity has been caged. We will break the bars. Uh, the boots. It will be cold and harrowing, and we will not all survive, but it must be done. Now, uh, this is the Deadlight cover and the Deadlight set. Listen, some stars won't call us, won't stop calling us. <laughs> A rock lind. Uh, the grips, at least we'll know we tried. A rock Henry. The vest. Success is not about survival. It is about discovery. A rock Modesta. And the boots. When all the shadow, know your journey has begun. A rock Parnell. Now, I just want to say really quick, that is one of my favorite lines on the vest. Success is not about survival. It is about dis- uh, discovery. Mm-hmm. That's People don't understand Dead Orbit. They think it's like, no, we're just running away. No, <laughs> death is inevitable. We're staying here to die. That's pointless. We have the ability to leave and discover so many things, and we're not. Why? I'm going to say that's the that's the completely ironic thing is that, you know, somebody like myself who would want to go to space, who would want to go up there, uh, would effectively be basically look at these people and go, you're crazy. We have this ability to finally go out among the stars and you're going to deny us that. Are you nuts? So I yeah, no, that's that's basically on point of them in a in a single line. So then why don't don't you read uh, the heliopause? Which will actually cover that a little bit more. <laughs> I'm going to say my, my favorite set, actually, uh, awesome. at least by by what it's listed as. Uh, the Heliopause Mask. If only darkness lies beyond the Heliopause, we have already lost. Uh, the Grips. We are not fatalists. We're optimists. We believe light exists beyond this dead orbit. A rock lint. The Vest. The sun used to give us life. Now staying near the sun will be our doom. And the boots will walk if we have to. Those are good boots. Uh, yeah, those you, are really good boots. Do you know what the heliopause is off the top of your head? I was I, I meant to get this written down, but I forgot. You're you're very very welcome. So there is something called the heliosphere, which technically is uh, what you could basically look at if you if you take a picture of our solar system, uh, it expands as far out as the Oort cloud. And the Oort cloud is technically a sphere that surrounds our solar system. That is basically held there. Uh, that, that's where we get a lot of our comets and everything. Uh, that's basically where uh, it is said the end of our sun's actual gravitational pull uh, is. But that's not necessarily true. The heliopause is the spot beyond that. Uh, there's... And again, this ends up getting into theory, but there is thought that there is an actual ninth or tenth planet, depending on your outlook of including Pluto to the solar system or not. Uh, apparently, Pluto's a planet. Um, but we we could very well have another planet that is uh, caught within the orbit of the sun, but its uh, actual orbit is like 50,000 Earth years. Mm-hmm. The heliopause is actually how far apart that affects it. So basically figure there's the heliosphere, which is what we're effectively inside of right now. 
uh, which is not affected by solar winds or anything like that, uh, or also in- affected by interstellar winds. I should more say it more so say it like that. If we left uh, the sphere of influence of the sun, we would start getting bombarded with interstellar winds and radiation. Technically, that's where the heliopause begins. Hmm. I see. I, I mean, like, I don't want to like sound like a a jerk by saying this, but I I think I'm I'm pretty smart. I didn't understand a fucking word of that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It's it's just one of those things where it's like, nope, that's beyond yeah. what I know. <laughs> I'm. I'm, I'm trying to think if there's an easy way I can sum it up. But, don't, don't even worry about it. It's just, that's a bunch uh, of words. That, yeah. That's a bunch of words that are getting said to me right now. I'm sorry. Pretty sure those are important. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to the last number yes. set. The, or actually really quick. Uh, I forgot to actually mention what, since we already covered Exodus, I haven't covered what Sojourn is. Uh, Sojourn is a temporary stay. So, mm-hmm. Don't think if we leave, we're just going to, you know, go to the next town over and live there forever. We're going to keep right. on exploring and going on. Uh, but let's move on to the last set, the Endling set. So this is the Endling Mask. We will only be extinct when the last of us is gone, the grasps. We cannot let the lineage end with us. The Vest, we are the last of our species. And the Strides, we are endangered, but we can save ourselves. Which uh, I think that's really that the, like these sets of our these uh, four sets five sets uh, really explain like why the dead orbit is so important. It's yeah. we're not we're not running away because we're scared. We're running because it's the only chance we have to survive anymore. Right. Like it's the only sure chance that we have. If we spread out so far, we will survive, and. I'd, I'd hate to really bring it into Doctor Who, but Doctor Who really did a good job explaining that. At the end of time, at the end of the universe, there were still humans because we just spread out like a virus. Like, we were exactly. still there. We weren't necessarily the same anymore, but we were still there. The last yeah. living human. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no different than what we are right now with Human Exo and Awoken. Yeah. You know, effectively, we, we could all end up intermingling, and that would be the same exact thing as what does happen with Doctor Who. It's the same thing as, uh, you know, what they're they're projecting a, a human will effectively as an average look like it in 2050. You know, we're, we're not going to be very uh, Caucasian anymore. Like a Caucasian, for instance, might end up just getting wiped out from the, the simple instance of how things spread. It's mm. typical. That's typical exploration. That's typical of opening any doors and cutting down barriers. That's normal. And see, I actually think that's that's really important to to point out. When it's talking about humanity, we're not just talking about humans. Like, yes, in Destiny, the human class is human. It's, you know, natural. But Dead Orbit is talking about humanity. That includes yeah. the Awoken. That includes the Exo. Like, even if an Exo is on a distant planet like an impossible amount of distance away they've survived humanity has survived that's what's right. important to dead orbit right and that's what's important to me I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh why don't why don't you read uh these ones up to my comment and uh then i'll take it i'll take a few from there. sure you got it uh 
these are the class items then, guys. Uh, the Cloak of Oblivion. Our salvation lies ahead of us. Go forth. There is nothing left to leave behind. Cloak of the Exodus. Find the way. Willful Exodus. Till even the stars heed our calling. Cloak of the Sojourn. The stars are calling. Mark of the Sojourn. Our will is such that we find strength in the gaze of death itself. All right. Now, I called dibs on these uh, these next three uh, class items. They're all of the Deadlight set. And I called dibs on it because I like it because it's all quotes from Rock Jalal. And I feel like it's actually one long quote, but it was broken <laughs> up across the class items. So I'm just going to read it as it's one long. Uh, Beyond the City. Yes, beyond the traveler, beyond soul's gravity, beyond earth's pole, beyond the reef, beyond the nine. And it's, again, it's just leaving everything behind. We don't need it. Uh, and then to continue, uh, we have the Endling Cloak. I am haunted by the Endling, the last living human, Arakjalal, the Heliopause Cloak. Once, deep space explorers were seen as heroes. Now for suggesting humanity should look beyond the system, some call us cowards. Iraq and we may Parnell. as well just stop things right there, because good grief. Ah, <laughs> Like, you're suggesting the idea of leaving, and it was okay before, and now it's not. What the heck? Yep. Uh, nothing. Never mind. Going yeah. on. <laughs> the death of fate. Our fate is not sealed. With the proper will and enough force, it can be rewritten, which is almost exactly counter to what Future War Cult believes. I know they believe right? there is a timeline in which we win, but <laughs> it's... I'm sorry, play the odds. There's no way they actually believe we're in that timeline. <laughs> and uh, the last one is the light beyond. Every light marks the abyss, offers hope against the rising tide. That marks the abyss offers hope against the rising tide. Yep. So, uh, we're at the end. You're looking at just a few more items, and mm. I've come to realize I forgot to actually look up what these items are. So why don't you read the items while I do that? Sure. I certainly can do so, and I will take my time. So some of these are just going to be... Uh, either relics or they're also going to be ghost shells so keep that in mind as we go along uh shell for ghosts who believe that earth is a dead orbit uh eric's uh answer it's time to go it's time to uh to be our own answer iraq jalal uh the fermi solution we are not alone vacuum diagram infinity awaits us and Contratiex Escape for those who break free. Uh, I was going to say, Disaporo was the one thing I think I knew off the top of my head. The Fermi Solution sounds so familiar. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check that one up for myself. Uh, I'm going to say it's one of the ships and whatnot. There is the... Yeah, the Fermi solution, the vacuum diagram, and the one that I can't pronounce is escaped are all the <laughs> ships. The diaspora shell, or Dis Dispora shell, 
Disapora shell is uh, obviously the ghost. Uh, mm-hmm. Disapora is the dispersion of any people from their native homeland. Uh, so again, leaving Earth. I'm gonna and, say pretty uh, self-explanatory. Yeah. Uh, the Arikabo answer. I, I'm I'm just getting it's an observatory in Puerto Rico. I'm assuming they did something important. Yeah. I gotta say that very well could be the same thing. Uh, you'll definitely want to check out the the Fermi problem because that's uh, that's basically what the Fermi solution is based off of. Um, the Fermi problem, though, uh, I'll read it as word for word as I can here. In physics or engineering education, a Fermi problem uh, or order estimation is an estimation problem designed to teach dimensional analysis approximation. And such a problem is usually a back-of-the-envelope calculation. So a bunch of words in a way, uh, but it's basically just there for you to uh, – for engineers to to come up with a problem that they need solved, which is basically where the Fermi solution would end up leading to. Uh, that is the best way I can sum that up. Hmm. And Kondrat Yuk's – Kondrat Yuk's uh, – mm-hmm. Yuri Kondrat Yuk – uh, real name is even harder to say, was a Soviet engineer and mathematician. He was a pioneer of astronautics and spaceflight, a theoretician and visionary who in the early 20th century developed the first known lunar orbit rendezvous, a okay. key concept for landing and returning spaceflight from Earth to the moon. The lunar orbit rendezvous was later used for the plotting of the first actual human spaceflight to the moon. Many other aspects of spaceflight and space exploration are covered in his words. So, his escape. Uh, uh, I don't know what you just did there. Uh, it's just, you um, know. He, he made an edit to the notes. I'm not prepared for that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what happened there. I must have hit the wrong key. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's just it's talking about how, like, the guy that essentially made space travel possible because without a landing gear and also taking off again gear, you're not gonna, you're not really gonna go anywhere. <laughs> you're gonna go there. You're just gonna die crashing against the, the surface. Well, another thing that you could also look at this would be uh, something called a Hohmann window. Uh, Hohmann windows are basically what we use to chart spaceflight. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is basically granted of course he was he was one of the guys that it kind of started but i think homan is the one that uh had better charted most of this so he was the guy that had started uh started that same idea that makes a lot of sense mm. uh but yes it was not his original name because he had to actually hide once the the russian revolution happened oh yeah he was born in 1897 that explains everything explains absolutely everything um so this was far and before uh rocket science was a full thing uh and before russia or anybody else was really thinking about going to space so that was all theoretical that's exactly why uh so Homan based all of his stuff off of this that's why yuri that's why Kondr, uh Kondr sounded as familiar as it did perfect oh, is that how you pronounce it Kondradiak? Contradiac, uh with a, with a little bit more Russian thrown in there, but yeah. And uh, lastly, um, I I don't know how uh, 
likely this one is the vacuum diagram mm-hmm. uh, the vacuum diagrams is a series written by Stephen Baxter uh, this dazzling future history winner of 2000 Philip K. Dick Award is the most ambitious and exciting since Asimov's classic foundation saga it tells the story of humankind all the way to the end of the universe itself here in the luminous and vivid narrative spanning 5 million years are the first pool wormholes spanning the solar system the conquest of human planets by squeam and then it just has a bunch of stuff that's all about the book uh words that don't actually exist the back in time invasion of the the quacks the mystery and legacy of the zeely and the artifacts as large as small galaxy fotino birds and dark matter in the ring or ghost, human, and zeal. I don't know. It's going to say that's getting more into his writing, I think, than anything else. Yeah, it crashes and burns really quick. But the beginning right. of it, it's very much dead orbit esque. It's getting right. out of this un, getting out of this galaxy, getting to the edges of the universe, being spread out wide. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I think vacuum diagram absolutely is based on the Stephen Stephen Baxter novel. Uh, which is really an, a thing I lo- I love about Destiny, just how they how they do that. They take they're not just like copy pasting. Sometimes mm-hmm. they are uh, mm-hmm. things, but they they take like inspiration and they put these like little Easter eggs to be like Dead Orbit has this concept of far deep 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 space travel, and then here's this one book. That nobody, like, I don't know, maybe a lot of people are listening going, oh, I love those books. I've never <laughs> heard of them. But, you know, that so few people would know. And then there's that one person who hears Vacuum Diagram and they just know. Mm-hmm. Like, they're that, that the one person that exists for it. And, like, I love that because that means someone at Bungie purposefully wrote that because someone out there would catch that reference. Right. And I love that. I mean, it's, it's the same thing as what uh... – and not to really kind of call back to anything else, but I mean, Stephen King's uh, Stephen King has a series. And now the name escapes me that, uh, you know, the last words uh, entire uh, string of details was based off of is basically completely stolen from uh, the Dark and... Tower. What's that? The Dark Tower. Yeah, that's it. I completely disagree with that statement. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've read that series. People that are like, oh, uh, the last word story has a lot to do with the Dark Tower and, like, there's a lot of references. It's like, yeah, there's a few. Mm-hmm. Like, there's... Well, I when I say based, I, I think that's where I would say it. Like, it's a... It was at least an inspiration for them to kind of build off of. Yeah. You could take the same exact thing from like a Clint Eastwood movie and do the same exact idea and just expand upon that. But there's still ordeals and answers that I don't know that I could get into to, in a whole different video. And I'm not going to start on this one. But yeah, it, to, it's just to simply say that they do take a lot of things from uh, from literature, either now, current or before, and, and throw it all in. Anyway. To, to, to short form explain it, uh, there's a lot of rose imagery. There's mm-hmm. a man called Gunslinger who adopts mm-hmm. a, who essentially adopts a child as they search for a very dark, uh, wizardy man. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's, that's it. That's pretty much it. Yep. Like, that's, that's about that. From that point on, it just gets like really fucking out there with no relation to destiny whatsoever. So whenever I see like a lot of people say, "Oh, the Dark Tower series has so much to do," it's like, 
like barely like you know i'm gonna say maybe a few sentences worth but not not entirely the the imagery is similar but the concept is vastly different yes Uh, but just really quick uh you might not know this there's actually you know the ghost fragment uh vex card the first one i want to say uh, I didn't get quite that far, but go on. Uh, the one where it's uh, Chioma consulting Maya about the Vex, how it's running simulations of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's almost word for word a short story. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, when I said most times they don't just copy-paste. Like, that's right. actually, like, a word for word copy-paste, just a few things adjusted to fit the Destiny universe. And that's what I mean, where they they do take from literature. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm yeah. okay with it. I like it. Screw it. Right. Right. Uh, so that's that's everything then. Uh, I think I think we talked about Dead Orbit to death and a little bit more. And we, uh, uh, I had a good time. Yeah, uh, it, it was definitely a lot of fun. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, thank you for being here. So. Uh, then let's just wrap this up. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Destiny Lorecast. Until next week, you can find us on Twitter at Destiny Lorecast. And I did not update these notes, but you can also find us hopefully soon. It's not set up yet on the Destiny Tracker. We are now a part of the Destiny Tracker network, as well as other great podcasts such as the Destiny Down Under podcast, the RNG Cast, the Rabbit Hole F Rabbit Hole Radio. And the main Destiny Tracker podcast. Yay. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Please give us your thoughts and theories. If you'd like to help us grow, leave us a review on iTunes. And Grant, once again, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at youtube.com backslash C backslash Beard Grizzly. Forward slash. Also, forward slash. I'm an idiot today. Um, <laughs> you can also find me uh, Beard at Beard Grizzly on Twitter. And you can also find me uh, at the same place on Twitch. Uh, same handle, every single place. Now, it is actually on Twitter, just so uh, people can actually find you. It is beard underscore grizzly. Yes, it is. I always get that screwed up on my so, end. Because yeah. with... It, uh, it's easy to say it, but you don't think it, it about is. it. It yeah. is. I'm going to say, because it, it's technically beard underscore grizzly on YouTube, but YouTube takes out the underscore, so that always throws me off. But yes, mm-hmm. beard underscore grizzly everywhere else. Okay. Well then, uh, since they are not here, I'll just plug them anyway. You can find Purple Chimera at Purple Chimera on Twitter. You can also read her reviews on Destiny lore categories on the IshtarCollective.net, which is always being improved to make researching the lore easier for us by the great Baxter and Purple Chimera and Normal Norman. A uh, big plug there. And you can find Mythos Mike, who was here for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> noisy background when we were first getting started so that's just to explain why he was on mute this whole time and pretty much why he he left early it was probably just uh too hard to try to actually get a word in for him at mythos mike uh he apparently has started to actually stream on his twitch again uh, a mm-hmm. little bit a little bit and i think that's twitch mythos mike at twitch mythos mike at pd or something like that. You can probably just search Mythos Mike and find him. And you can find me on my Twitter. That's pretty much the only place you can find me at this point in time. You, I will tease this, will be able to find my things 
other than just on Twitter and this podcast soon ish <laughs> at some point in time. So yeah. Uh, until next time, guardians. And how do I turn this off? Can't help you with that 